It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The more pressing the less they could be calculated upon beforehand, since it was impossible to foresee where one might be led, whence one embarked in an affair with this man, a powerful auxiliary, certainly, but a not less absolute and dangerous guide. These thoughts kept Don Rodrigo for several days in a state of worse than tedious perplexity. In the meanwhile, a letter arrived from his cousin informing him that the plot against the friar was going on very well following close upon the lightning burst forth the thunderclap one fine morning don rodrigo heard that father cristoforo had left the convent at pescarenico this success so prompt and so complete together with attilio's letter encouraging him onward and threatening him with intolerable ridicule if he withdrew inclined don rodrigo still more to hazard everything rather than give up but that which finally decided him was the unexpected news that agnes had returned home thus removing the one obstacle from around lucia we will relate how these two circumstances were brought about beginning with the last the two unfortunate women were scarcely settled in their retreat when the report of the disturbances in milan spread rapidly over monza and consequently through the monastery and following the grand news came an infinite succession of particulars which multiplied and varied every moment the portress situated just between the street and the monastery was the channel of information both from within and from without and eagerly receiving these reports retailed them at will to her guests two six eight four seven had been imprisoned they would hang them some before the bakehouse of the crutches some at the end of the street where the superintendent of provisions lived ay ay just listen now one of them escaped a man somewhere from Lecchio, or thereabouts. I don't know the name, but someone will be passing who will be able to tell me, to see if you know him. This announcement, together with the circumstances that Renzo would just have arrived at Milan on the fatal day, occasioned a great deal of disquietude to the women, and especially to Lucia. But what must it have been when the portress came to tell them it is a man from your very village who has escaped being hung, a silk weaver, 
of the name of tramaglino do you know him lucia who was sitting hemming some needlework immediately let it fall from her hands she became extremely pale and changed countenance so much that the portress would certainly have observed it had she been nearer to her fortunately however she was standing at the door with agnes who though much disturbed yet not to such a degree as her daughter preserved a calm countenance and forced herself to reply that in a little village everybody knew everybody that she was acquainted with him and could scarcely bring herself to believe that anything of the kind had happened to him he was so peaceable a youth she then asked if it was known for certain that he had escaped and whither everyone says he has escaped where to they cannot say it may be that they will catch him again or it may be he is in safety but if they do get hold of him your peaceable youth fortunately at this juncture the portress was called away and left them the reader may imagine in what state of mind for more than a day were the poor woman and her afflicted daughter obliged to remain in this painful suspense imagining the causes ways and consequences of this unhappy event and commenting in their own minds or in a low voice with each other on the terrible words their informer had left unfinished at length one thursday a man arrived at the monastery in search of agnes it was a fishmonger of pescarinico going to milan as usual to dispose of his fish and the good father cristoforo had requested him in passing through monza to call in at the monastery to greet the women in his name to tell them all he knew about this sad affair of renzo's to beseech them to have patience and put their trust in god and to assure them that he would certainly not forget them but would watch his opportunity for rendering them assistance and in the meantime would not fail to send them all the news he could collect every week either by this means or a similar one the messenger could tell nothing new or certain about renzo except of the execution put into his house and at the search that was being made for him but at the same time that this had been hitherto in vain and that it was known for certain that he had reached the territory of bergamo such a certainty it is unnecessary to say was a balm to poor lucia's wounded heart from that time her tears flowed more freely and calmly she felt more comforted in her secret bursts of feeling with her mother and expressions of thankfulness began to be mingled with her prayers gertrude frequently invited her into her private apartment and sometimes detained her there a long time feeling a pleasure in the ingenuousness and gentleness of the poor girl and in hearing the thanks and blessings she poured upon her benefactress she even related to her in confidence a part the blameless part of her history and of what she had suffered that she might come there to suffer till lucia's first suspicious astonishment gradually changed to compassion in that history she found reasons more than enough to explain what she thought rather strange in the behavior of her patroness especially when she brought in 
to her aid agnes's doctrine about the characters of the nobility nevertheless though sometimes induced to return the confidence which gertrude reposed in her yet she carefully avoided any mention of her fresh causes of alarm of her new misfortune and of the ties which bound her to the escaped silk weaver lest she should run any risk of spreading a report so full of her shame and sorrow she also parried to the best of her ability all gertrude's inquisitive questions about herself previous to her betrothal but this was not so much from prudential motives as because such an account appeared to the simple-minded girl more perplexing more difficult to relate than all she had heard or thought it possible to hear from the signora in the history of that lady there was oppression intrigue suffering sad and mournful things but which nevertheless could be named in her own there was a pervading sentiment a word which she did not feel it possible to pronounce when speaking of herself and as a substitute for which she could never find a periphrases that did not seem to her mind indelicate love gertrude was sometimes tempted to be angry at these repulses but there always appeared behind them so much affection so much respect so much gratitude and even so much trustfulness sometimes perhaps that modesty so delicate so sensitive and mysterious displeased her still more on another account but all was quickly forgotten in the soothing thought that every moment recurred to her mind when contemplating lucia i'm doing her good and this was true for besides the asylum she had provided these conversations and her familiar treatment were some comfort to lucia the poor girl also found another satisfaction in constant employment she always petitioned for something to do and when she went into the signora's parlor generally took a little needlework with her to keep her fingers employed but what melancholy thoughts crowded her mind wherever she went while plying her needle an occupation to which hitherto she had given little attention her reel constantly presented itself to her view and with the reel how many other things the second thursday the same or another messenger arrived bringing salutations and encouragement from father cristoforo and an additional confirmation of renzo's escape but no more positive information about his misfortunes the reader may remember that the capuchin had hoped for some account from his brother friar at milan to whom he had given renzo a letter of recommendation he only replied however that he had seen neither letter nor person that a stranger from the country had certainly been to the convent in search of him but finding him out had gone away and had not again made his appearance the third thursday no messenger came which was not only depriving the poor woman of an anticipated and hoped for source of consolation but as it usually happens on every trifling occasion to those in sorrow and suspense was also a subject of much disquietude and a hundred tormenting suspicions 
agnes had for some time been contemplating a visit to her native village and this unexpected non-appearance of the promised messenger determined her upon taking such a step lucia felt very strange at the thought of being left without the shelter of her mother's wing but the longing desire she felt to know something and her sense of security in that guarded and sacred asylum conquered her great unwillingness and it was arranged between them that agnes should watch in the street the following day for the fishmonger who must necessarily pass that way on his return from milan and that she would ask him to be so good as to give her a seat in his cart to take her to her own mountains she met with him accordingly and asked if father cristoforo had given him no commission for her the fishmonger said that he had been out fishing the whole day before his departure and had received news nor message from the father agnes then made her request which being granted without hesitation she took her leave of the signora and her daughter with many tears and promising to send them some news soon and return as quickly as possible she set off End of chapter 18, part 1